Welcome to Oncopharm. I'm your host, John Bazaar. I'm an associate professor of pharmacy practice at the Bill Gatt College of Pharmacy, situated on the now snowy uh, VA campus here in Mount Home, Tennessee. And today, we're going to talk about Folfox, which is one of the, the bread and butter chemo regimens, one of the workhorse chemo regimens that you will be uh, seeing or dispensing from your pharmacies. Uh, for my uh, pharmacy students, I um, throughout the oncology series or module, I expect them to memorize two chemo regimens, uh, Archot being one, Folfox being the other, because I do think it's that common and prevalent uh, as it's used for uh, um, many colorectal cancer patients, and that's one of our top four most prevalent malignancies, as well as uh, some use in gastric and esophageal cancer. So let's talk about Folfox. A little um, background on where we're going, um, kind of a, a brief history of adjuvant use of a Folfox, because we're doing this in the setting of our uh, Landmarks and Oncology Pharmacy series, where we go and look at the landmark publications that establish treatments, and that's the mosaic study for Folfox. So we're not talking about Folfox in the metastatic setting so much, but in, in the uh, under the umbrella of the mosaic study, which is adjuvant treatment. So a brief history of adjuvant chemo for colon cancer. So if you haven't done so, uh, you can go back and listen to our, our 5 fluorouracil or fluorouracil episode uh, where we're talking about the discovery of 5-FU by Heidelberger uh, in Big Ten country in Wisconsin in the 1950s. Uh, in the late 70s, we learned that 5-FU's effects were potentiated uh, with the addition of leucovorin to 5-FU and improving its inhibition of thymidylate synthetase. Um, and then we're getting uh, both bolus and infusion 5-FU uh, in the late 80s. And then a 1990 major publication by Mortal and colleagues showing that uh, 5-FU with levamisole, which is an anti-helminthic agent, uh, had an overall survival benefit in the adjuvant setting colon cancer. Then we get the 5-FU leucovorin adjuvant data uh, three or four years later. And then we get Folfox coming on the scene. So a little bit more about the adjuvant uh, history here. So as I mentioned, lefamisole was an anti-helminthic agent, so used to treat like parasitic infections. And in 1989, this, uh, the, Nash, the North Central Cancer Treatment Group um, published the results or, or reported the results of a study that were published in 1990 showing that lefamisole with 5-FU uh, decreased, cancer decreased cancer recurrence, improved overall survival, uh, decreased the overall death rate by a relative rate of 33%, the three-and-a-half-year overall survival was 55% in the adjuvant group compared to 71% in the 5-FU lefamazole group, which was a number needed to treat uh, 6.25 or 7. So pretty impressive uh, survival results and improvement in survival with a relatively low number needed to treat. Lefamazole alone had no effect. And then uh, later on we get 5-FU with leucovorin, um, showing a benefit in the adjuvant setting, reducing the risk of death uh, relative 22% uh, compared to um, compared to placebo. Uh, we also get uh, a comparison of 5-FU leucovorin to kind of, a, in retrospect, a comical regimen for colon cancer, lomustine, vincristine, and 5-FU. 5-FU leucovorin was superior. Um, we've got uh, several different regimens of 5-FU and leucovorin combinations that emerge, um, commonly named from the center where uh, they originated. So we have the Mayo Clinic regimen, for example, which was a low dose of 5-FU, 20 milligrams per meter squared, uh, I'm sorry, 425 milligrams per meter squared, um, following a bolus of leucovorin 
and that low dose was given every day for five days and then repeated like a month later. Then you had the Roswell Park Regimen, which was uh, you know, a little bit higher dose of 5-FU, 500 milligrams per meter squared every day for a week. And then that was repeated six, uh, or every day, f sorry, once a week for six weeks um, and then two weeks off. So it was the Roswell Park Regimen. So you had the Mayo Clinic Regimen, uh, kind of a low dose uh, every day for a week. Um, and then the Roswell Park Regimen, which was uh, a bigger dose, uh, say every Monday for six weeks and then two weeks off. Um, and you had uh, a low dose leucovorin 5-FU with levamazole. You had levamazole alone. These were all compared, four study, four different regimens, no difference in uh, disease-free survival, overall survival. So at this point, adjuvant 5-FU leucovorin is kind of the standard of care for adjuvant treatment of stage two and stage three colon cancer. Uh, so this leads us uh, to Folfox, uh, which uh, this, uh, this researcher, de Gramont, uh, from, from France, was the one who pioneered the Folfox regimen. Um, which, you know, evolved from the 5-FU um, leucovorin dosing of giving leucovorin, then a bolus of 5-FU, and then an infusion of 5-FU on day one, and then repeating the exact same thing on day two. And this is to utilize fluorouracil's dual mechanism that's dependent on its route of administration. So bolus dose, for example, has a slightly different MOA than infusional 5-FU, we think. And go back to that earlier pod to hear that. So Folfox is adding oxaliplatin. Um, so the way I think of Folfox, what, what does that mean? Um, well, it's, it's, it's a French regimen, so it, it probably is a little different in where the descriptors are compared to English. So I think of it as 5-FU overnight, leucovorn, bolus 5-FU, oxaliplatin. So that's why there's two Fs. The O for me is overnight, the L is leucovorn, and the OX is oxaliplatin. Um, which brings us to the Mosaic study, and the primary author here is Thierry Andre, um, but the kind of the senior author, the last one in the article, is de Gramont, which uh, was the physician who pioneered the Folfox article. Mosaic stands for Multinational Intercentral Study for Oxaliplatin uh, in the Adjuvant Treatment of Colon Cancer. So again, uh, that's where the mosaic comes from. Anytime you read about the adjuvant treatment of colon cancer, this mosaic study published in 2004 in the New England Journal of Medicine is the primary citation. It's the first citation. It's uh, the most important um, publication for why we give Folfox in the adjuvant setting. What we will see though is the Folfox regimen used in this pivotal landmark study is not the Folfox that we use today. The Folfox we use today is, is probably what you're familiar with is uh, most accurately described as modified Folfox 6 what's reported and what's used in the mosaic study is Folfox 4. So let's get into this study. Um, so these were stage 2 or stage 3 uh, colon cancer patients, no rectal cancer patients, who had to begin treatment within seven weeks after surgery. We know in the advent setting there's really good and re uh, repeatable data in breast and colon cancer showing the longer uh, treatment is delayed following surgery, the poorer the overall survival is. These patients had to be 18 to 75, and this creates a gap in what we know about adding oxaliplatin to adjuvant 5-FU leucovorin in elderly patients and its relative benefits, since they were not included here. They had to have a CEA, carcio embryonic antigen, of less than 10, indicating that they had 
complete removal of their tumor in surgery as some colon cancer tumors can secrete CEA as a tumor marker after surgery. If you have persistently elevated CEA, that's a sign that there still may be disease present. Those patients were excluded. Uh, the treatment regimen here is full FOX4 compared to just adjuvant um, 5-FU leucovorin. So the adjuvant uh, or the 5-FU the leucovorin um, protocol is this. Leucovorin, 200 milligrams per meter squared, uh, over two hours on day one, then 400 milligrams per meter squared bolus of 5-FU, and then a 600 milligram per meter squared infusion of 5-FU for 22 hours, and then you come back on day two and you do all that again. So over two days, you end up with 400 milligrams per meter squared of leucovorin, 800 milligrams per meter squared of 5-FU bolus, and 1,200 milligrams of infusional 5-FU. So a total 5-FU dose of 2 grams per meter squared. When you think of Folfox, we're probably thinking of modified Folfox 6, which is different. It's thus. It's 400 milligrams per meter squared of leucovorin on day one only over two hours. During that time, uh, 85 milligrams of per meter squared of oxaloplatin is given at the same time, and that comes straight from the protocol. 85 milligrams oxaloplatin per meter squared on day one given simultaneously with leucovorin with the use of a Y infusion device. That's straight from the protocol. So 400 per meter squared of leucovorin over two hours at the same time the oxaloplatin is running, and then a 400 milligram per meter squared bolus of 5-FU followed by a 46-hour infusion of 2,400 milligrams per meter squared of 5-FU. So you can see that we're giving a total cycle dose of 5-FU of 2.8 grams per meter squared. So 40% more than with Folfox 4. So there's more 5-FU in modified Folfox 6 compared to Folfox 4. Because you're able to double the infusion dose by cutting the, uh, the bolus dose basically in half. Um, now modified Folfox 6 originally was published in 2009 in the metastatic setting, plus or minus bevacizumab, and it quickly became the preferred way of giving Folfox, even though it was not verified to be as good as Folfox 4. But because we're giving more 5-FU, we think the infusional aspect of 5-FU is perhaps the most important mechanism compared to bolus 5-FU, hence uh, the efficacy of capecitabine. Uh, so for that reason, modified Folfox 6 is the accepted adjuvant standard, although um, our landmark study is Folfox 4. Okay, so uh, another great thing about these studies, these publications, is it's very well defined usually what the dose reductions were. So whenever I get asked by a physician or a nurse practitioner, what should we do for toxicity, I always go back in the adjuvant setting for sure. I go back and look at how do they do it in the study, because the way they did it in the study is what we know produces the results that we expect. For example, oxaloplatin was reduced from 85 milligrams per meter squared to 75 milligrams per meter squared for persistent uh, neuropathies, and that would persistent they define as lasting at least 14 days. This is at every 14-day regimen. So if you come back for day one, cycle three, cycle four, cycle five, whatever, and still have neuropathy, the dose of oxaloplatin was reduced by to 75 milligrams per meter squared. Dose reductions for grade three or four cytopenias, diarrhea, stomatitis involved a reduction in both the bolus and infusion doses of fluorouracil, but no change in the leucovorin dose. The bolus 5-FU was reduced from 400 to 300 per meter squared, and the infusion dose was decreased from 600 milligrams per meter squared to 500 milligrams per meter squared. Um, now, mechanistically, it may make the most sense for cytopenias just to reduce the bolus 5-FU and keep the infusional 5-FU, 
Um, but again, that was Fall Fox 4 with Fall Fox 6. Uh, most people uh, would probably just uh, decrease the Bolas 5FU and keep the Infusional 5FU for that 46 hours. And then as we would expect, um, 5FU was the only drug reduced for dermatologic toxicity, and then an ANC of um, 1,500, and um, a platelet count of 100 were required at cycle one, or, or at day one of a new cycle to uh, continue with treatment. They were aiming for a sample size of uh, 2,200 patients, uh, estimating a three-year disease-free survival rate of 73% in the control arm and 79% with Folfox. Uh, they expected to have 40% stage 2, 60% stage 3, and we'll see that they were pretty accurate in their predictions there. Um, so, and this was done from 98 to 2001, so relatively recent study in the grand scheme of things. So they're able to get, you know, basically 1,100 patients in, in both arms. Now, the median age was 61 and 60, with about 65% of all patients being over the age of 65, which is consistent generally with this patient population being an older patient population. 40% stage 2, 60% stage 3. Uh, slightly more males and females, 56 to 44% roughly. 18% uh, of patients roughly uh, had bowel obstruction and 7% had perforation, and these are considered some high-risk presenting features of colon cancer. Um, and we'll talk more about those two potential high-risk features at the end. The median number of cycles given in both the 5-FU leucovorn and the Folfox forearm were 12, which was the planned number of cycles, which is basically six months of chemo, which is what was consistently done in the adjuvant 5-FU uh, leucovorn studies uh, preceding this. So if the median number of cycles is 12, that means pretty much uh, this was a very well-tolerated regimen. And we'll see that when we look at uh, the, the average dose intensity. So the median oxaloplatin dose was basically 75 milligrams per meter squared, which means a lot of these patients, in fact, most of these patients did have at least one dose reduction fairly early on from 85 to 75 milligrams per meter squared. If we look at our efficacy results, uh, we will see that there was a statistically significant difference in disease-free survival, which was their primary endpoint. Notably, this benefit was really only seen in the stage 3 patients. So what that means is 5-Fulucavorin, we still know we have that benefit of uh, the mortality benefit in stage 2 patients, but there's added mortality, mortality benefit in the stage 3 patients. We know this from 10-year follow-up data presented or published in JCO in 2015. So the whole population, you had a 10-year survival rate of 71.7% with Folfox compared to 67.1% with adjuvant 5-FU. Uh, that's a 4.6% absolute risk reduction for a number needed to treat of 22. Now, if we look at just the stage 2 patients, overall survival 78.4% versus 79.5% p-value of 0.98, basically one. No improvement in overall survival in stage two patients. However, in stage three, the 10-year overall survival is lower in both groups, but it's 67.1% with Folfox compared to 59% with adjuvant 5-FU. Uh, that's, that's an absolute risk reduction of over 8% corresponding to a number needed trait of 12.3, we'll call it 13. So what this means is adding oxaloplatin to the adjuvant treatment of colon cancer patients is only beneficial in those that are stage 3. Uh, most guidelines and most people consider oxaloplatin for young, healthy folks with stage 2 disease if they have high-risk features 
such as bowel perforation and um, an obstruction uh, on presentation, even though the percentage of those patients in these studies were 18% and 7% respectively, uh, and there was no difference seen in those cohorts in our, our subgroup analysis. As far as safety, uh, this should not, not surprise you, but pretty much everyone had some sort of uh, numbness, 92% in the full Fox group compared to 0.2% in 5-FU leucovore. Also not surprisingly, uh, grade three neutropenia was more common in full Fox, 29% versus 4%. Thrombocytopenia, not much of an issue, grade three uh, decrease in platelets, 1.5% compared to 0.2% with just a 5-FU. Nausea was more common in full Fox, as was vomiting. We don't think of full Fox as a terribly emetogenic regimen, but the oxaloplatin is moderately emetogenic, and uh, all all vomiting, any grade vomiting, happened in 48 percent, 48 percent with full Fox four compared to 24 percent with 5-FU. So twice as much vomiting in full Fox, and this would have been in the in the era of 5-HG3 antagonists, but likely before neurokinin one inhibitors. Uh, we're everywhere. No difference in stomatitis or alopecia. That's a 5-FU side effect. And neutropenic fever, only 1.8% all grade uh, with Folfox. So we see here with Folfox a regimen that is well tolerated, given every two weeks for basically six months for 12 cycles, um, with many patients requiring a dose reduction of oxaloplatin and still having that benefit, but only with the stage three disease, only for the more advanced disease upon presentation. Uh, and it's interesting, I think the take home point for me when you look back at, um, at Mosaic is that they used a different full Fox regimen than what we use now. What we use now is certainly more convenient. There's no day two chemo per se. Uh, the 46 hour infusion of 5-FU uh, infusion that's connected on day one uh, lasts for 46 hours, so patients don't have to make a, a trip back immediately the next day to have uh, more bolus 5-FU, um, which, which is going to carry a different and, and uh, toxicity profile than just the infusional 5-FU. So currently, you know, adjuvant Folfox, modified Folfox 6 is the standard of care pretty much in, in the States. Most people uh, think that CAPE-OX, so CAPE-Cytobine, uh, in place of 5-FU, um, is as good as Folfox. The CAPEOX regimen is a little bit different in that it's a three-week regimen. Uh, so the CAPE-Cytobine goes twice a day for two weeks with one week off. And for that reason, the oxaloplatin dose is actually higher. It's 130 milligrams per meter squared, I believe, compared to 85 in, uh, in Folfox. But it is well tolerated, and uh, it's a regimen that is, like I said, it's, it's a backbone regimen that's used quite a bit. Uh, well tolerated, and really when you go back and look at the history, there's a full Fox 1, a full Fox 2, a full Fox 3, a full Fox 4, a full Fox 6, modified full Fox 6, and full Fox 7. These were developed much in the same way in retrospect, as I, as I look back on it, as a lot of our acute leukemia regimens. Uh, trial by trial, bit by bit, uh, the regimen was slightly uh, adjusted, uh, either by schedule or dosing, to find out the best combination of efficacy and toxicity. And, and that's the way uh, these things should work and uh, in today's day, far too often don't go that way. We often get just one study uh, of a drug or treatment, uh, and we don't get the, the repeated um, testing to see how can we improve upon something uh, that's good. So that's Mosaic uh, and Folfox. Thanks for listening. I would encourage you uh, to give us, uh, or I would plead with you, I ask you to rate us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, review us, tell us what you'd like to hear. Feel free to follow the show. Uh, on Twitter at OncoFarmPod. 
Uh, find, uh, find us on Instagram, AquaFarmPod, and you can follow me on Twitter uh, at FarmDeetsNip. Uh, thank you all for listening and hope to see you all a little further down the road. Thank you.